welcome to this episode of the Nairn County Podcast, which is brought to you in association with our two digital partners, Zion Energy and Top Car. Donald, as we come back for this this final part, as the the sun's dipping in in Station Park now, I wanted to talk to you about a bit about uh, the stuff related to the club that you've done in terms of fundraising and, and especially the centenary book, which you were one of the the key authors for. Uh, tell us a bit about the book first of all. How did that come about, and, and, and what occurred there? Well, I think um, the, the the book itself. Um, I had to rewind a wee bit. In 2011, I noticed on the county website they were appealing, um, and and unfortunately, I I don't think they were very good at communicating. Um, uh, The McIntosh family were had they 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 did incredible work. They did absolutely uh, with with this guy. I I think sorry, I don't don't want to dive in and interrupt you, but. People talk about the, the finances, the amount of work that the Macintosh yeah. family put in, physical work oh, to is quite incredible. Yeah, yeah. It's all they done. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but what, what happened was, in 2011, I noticed buried away in a corner in the Nairn County website was this uh, fund to improve the floodlighting. In 2011 it was. Yeah. And I said to him, look, I said, I'll run a Cayley for you, uh, because you know our chairman of the Cayley group. So I organised a Cayley. And I, I was able to publicise it in the Nairnshire Telegraph, uh, because, it, you, you know, so I gave some prior publicity to it. And I was expecting to raise about five, six hundred quid. People were coming up handing me money in the street. <laughs> and um, I was just overwhelmed. Yes. Uh, and so, so was uh, Peter, the chairman. Yes. And um, I think it was either... 1200 or 2000, I can't remember. But it was a massive, it was, it, it was a, a four figure sum between 12,000, 1500 or 2000, I can't remember. But Stephen Bain was there on the night yes. as the club treasurer and I said, Stephen, that's the money that's taken in from ticket sales so far. You guys organise the raffle. All the money, just take the lot. Yeah. And Stephen took it and uh, he'll probably remember the exact figures. Well, that was in 2011. And we put that towards. The, um, they were doing some work in the floodlights and it was fairly expensive um, but um, nothing much happened uh, then uh, but I do remember Peter Senior saying to me he says I wish other farms would uh, do things like, like that to help us Donald mm-hmm. and in truth I think there maybe was probably a lack of communication because I, I actually had to dig this out myself yes. buried away in the website of the club that they had this they were trying to raise these funds so nothing much happened after that and then in October of 2012 we were going for league title that season we were that was the euphorous one and we frankly during that year there's no question of the quality of players we should have won the title yes but we were suffering from frostbound pitches you know And I remember standing uh, to the left of the stand here, speaking to uh, the late John Kelly. Uh-huh. And John said, <laughs> he says, you know the boys, Donald. He says, go over and have a word with them. Why don't they get a tarpaulin to protect that side of the pitch? <laughs> and that, believe it or not, 
sowed the seeds for the yes. panel beaters appeal and yeah. all the fundraising. Yeah. Because I said, yeah, I just boldly went up and spoke to Peter and well, mainly Peter and Michael was there too. And I said, Peter, I said, you know, we get matches called off and, you know, we're fearful we could lose a league title because of, we get a battle of the fixers. And, you, you know, uh, John's saying, why don't you get a tarpaulin or something mm-hmm. to protect that side of the pitch? And it was then, only then, uh, Peter revealed to me, oh, he said, uh, we plans, Donald, actually, to build a new enclosure there. Jesus. And I said, have you? Uh-huh. And he says, yeah, the idea is we're going to get a curved roof with perspex and the sun will come through. I think it was a bit fanciful. I don't think it would have worked. But anyway, that was the plan. And I, was, and I remember saying to him, how much um, do you think it was going to cost? And I won't go into the figures because... Uh, uh, it, it was yes. <laughs> there's a lot more yeah. uh, in the end but I said well Peter why do, why haven't you told the fans about this plan I says I had a great idea mm-hmm. he says but first of all we've got to do up the main stand yes. and I said well I said I'm quite certain that the fans here will help you I, I'm sure mm-hmm. um, we could raise £10,000 for you how wrong was I? <laughs> 10,000. 10,000, that's what I thought. Uh, so, I said to Peter, this Peter Jr., I said, tonight I'm going down to the British Legion and I met a few guys there. There was Spud Smith, Andy, mm-hmm. Andy, I think Dodo was there, Dodo Graham, yes. um, Bobby McPherson, I'm sure, was there. Uh, Bobby. Uh, and... Um, a few others, yeah. and I told them, I said, look, this is what I was told by Peter, that they, they'd like to replace the enclosure, but they also want to do this um, refurbishment and so on. I said, what about us doing some fundraising? Yeah. And I didn't even realise for one moment what I was starting. <laughs> I hadn't, I hadn't had living clue <laughs> and, and people have come up to me and they said Donald you did a fantastic job you did do a I, fantastic I, job I'm quite honest all I did was I, I came up with the idea I sowed the seed and it was the fans it, it had nothing to do with me it was the fans and the love of this community for this club yes. that achieved what we achieved it was a collective thing Tell us some of the things that, that went on. Well, tell, tell, tell I, us I mean, a few of the classics. A few of the classics. Few, <laughs> of the classics. Um, and my, my first, I, I thought, well, we've got to have a sort of, if, effectively, a buy a brick campaign. So I came up with this idea of panel beaters, and mm-hmm. they all looked at me, well, you, you think, think they've lost my marbles. And I says, well, <laughs> if you think about it, uh, most of the, uh, new, the, the existing standards going to have to be reclad in steel panels yeah. and the same with things. So people can make a contribution towards a panel and we'll get get a name up on the board for them, you yeah. know. So, yeah. And what I found was, I think it probably, uh, uh, it, it was 20 quid, it was. but yeah. some people were giving me 40 quid. Uh, they were giving me several names, a hundred pounds. Mm-hmm. And I remember one particular match, um, I was in the in the Vic Hotel coming up here to a match. We were playing Bucky Thistle, and I had, I kid you not, a wad of notes. I had nearly, I had well over eight hundred pounds in my pocket, stuffed in my pocket. 
Well, this was very early on yeah. in the in the campaign. We we decided to launch it on the eighth of January two thousand thirteen because I wanted Christmas over and I wanted the publicity to be timed perfectly, not in a period when people were not buying yes. papers on Christmas and New Year after that. So we launched it then, and we by by then we'd be able to ferment a few ideas about fundraising, um, and the panel beer campaign was a key element. And, and I think with the panel beaters, to this day, people love coming into the ground and seeing their, their, names. their family names, yeah. maybe the mum or dad who's now, uh, who's now departed, the name is there at the, when they come in. It's, uh, it, it's a remarkable thing. Uh, uh, absolutely. It really did a trick. Mm -hmm. um, and there were people who, uh, family members who never come to Station Park, mm -hmm. but they said, can you give that memory of my dad? He yes. was a great supporter. Yes. Uh, Alistair MacDonald, um, uh, Pint, and Ian MacDonald, uh, his dad played for Their mum, Margaret, gave me, uh, you know, uh, and many others, yeah. many others. It's amazing. Uh, it goes on infinitum. <laughs> but there, there was one occasion I always remember, um, and I'll not, use, I'll not use the chap's name, um, but... <laughs> And I went into the Vic, it was on the day of the Bucky game, yeah. and my pocket was stuffed with cash. <laughs> and I met this um, lifelong county fan who I'll say worked offshore, I'll tell you that much. Mm -hmm. And he was in a state of slight inebriation. <laughs> and he came up to me and he Happens. says, Donald, and he slapped this into my hand. Yeah. He says, that's for your campaign. And I looked, and it was a wad of notes, and I counted it, and it was two hundred pounds. Now this guy was drunk. Mm -hmm. I would use another term begins with two, but, <laughs> but anyway, he, he was drunk, and I, I said, "Look, I can't accept that." I said, yeah, yeah. He says, "Listen, you take it. You take that money because I'll tell you what. If you don't take it, and I will use the term, I'll piss it up against the wall." That's what he said. <laughs> Now, fortunately, he had some. <laughs> that's a true story. I hope he remembers us tomorrow morning for his 200 quid then. Um, he did, he did. But his mates were with him. And I said, Guys, will you witness this, please? And he yeah. said, Not a problem, Donald. You're, you're a trustworthy guy. So I came up to, I came up to Station Park that day and. Um, Peter and Michael McIntosh were, were there and um, uh, I asked for Stephen Bain from the boardroom because Stephen was the treasurer yes. of the fund yes. and Donald Graham and I were the, the other co-signatories. Yes. Yes, so I said, Stephen, I slapped a thousand pounds <laughs> into his hand. Oh, Stevie <laughs> and, would be here for yeah, him. So, yeah. And uh, <laughs> I remember Michael Peter just gobsmacked. Yeah. And, but it, it gathered momentum, and we had Ali's um, Ali's walks up Ben Nevis. He did uh, the West Highland Way. Don't talk to me about that man. Oh, He's been trying to kill me for years, uh, going up mountains. His, and his auctions, <laughs> uh, his, an his auctions, an uh, online man. auctions. They raised thousands. Yeah, you know, th thousands of pounds, and. And um, oh, what about your, your coffee mornings? Well, I remember the coffee mornings we put yeah, on. Yeah, we, well we, we the coffee mornings. We did Kaylee. We did Kaylee's. Um, one of the one of the bloody things that I, I, I do do remember was I missed out on uh, that great comeback at uh, Forfar 
three nil. Uh, I was listening to it in the radio, and the reason was I'd I'd arranged a Kaylee that night. I t- what and a I, great game! Uh, <laughs> shut up! Don't remind me. Don't remind me. So I was listening to it in the radio, three nil. We back three three. So I made a lot of money at the Kaylee. What about fish and hits? Fish and hits. It was. I think it was, fish it and was, hits was amazing. It was amazing, and and, and that that was just. Typical of the way the whole um, journey had captured the imagination of the community. Yes, um, Donna and Alan Dallas said to me, so Donald, we're willing to do uh, fish suckers on a Sunday for you, for uh, cheap fish suppers, and we'll give you all the proceeds. And I thought, thought, that's great. I said, what a generous thing to do. And they've been... Very generous oh. to us over the years. Amazing, and, amazing support. But I thought, I'll tell you what, let's try and make this a wee bit better. And of course, I contacted all my music musician friends. And of course, we've got Colin Jackson and Crawford and uh, other people. But I had a pile of uh, folk musicians and other choirs and singers that I could contact. And we arranged this in the castle lane to pull the people onto the streets. And between the fish and hits and the raffle at the thing, I think it raised about two and a half thousand pounds. It was one of the great community it, days in there. It, 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 it was absolutely absolute fun. Yeah. And and of course, um, I've still got a picture of myself. Connor had won the Connor came, yes. Player of the Year. Player of the Year award, you know. Yeah. And you know, there were some great some great times during that oh, era. You know, and we won a lot. And, and fair play to the, the fair play uh, to. Uh, what was achieved and I, I guess we've talked about a, a lot of the great players of the 60s and 70s look at Connor Gethins look at Wayne McIntosh yeah. all these boys that were, uh, have been with us through thick and thin that line extends doesn't it all the way back from the 60s through the 70s the 80s Canyon to the 90s yeah. it never, I mean, it I'll, never I'll, stops I'll never, I'll never forget I think you mentioned specific goals and I'll never mm-hmm. forget two of Connor <laughs> two of Connors <laughs> His one was uh, when I think he scored almost from the halfway line, he just looked up and caught the Clyde keeper. Yes. Clyde oh, keeper yes. off his line. Yes, the and, game against uh, Clyde. Of course, he. Do you call it a dink? A low? <laughs> anyway, it was nearly from the halfway line, and the keeper realised he wasn't getting it, and it dropped into the post. And then there was that other, uh, that wonderful picture. There was a certain flea kick. Well, yeah. We had the goal by. Glenn Main, of course. Oh, eh, no, eh, Greg, 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 Easter. Greg Main down at yep. Clyde. Yep. I mean, that was stuff out of Roy of the Rovers <laughs> uh, from about forty yards, you know, um, uh, down at Broadwood. Uh-huh. But the other, the other picture that I love of Kenny McLeod is taking so many great yeah, pictures. Super. The the one is where Connor yes. <laughs> is standing with his arms getting abused. <laughs> As is her want by the 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 uh, Merkins Mafia <laughs> uh, after scoring a goal against. Oh Clark. yes, I, so I can see the flea kick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. super. Yeah, yeah, you know, and um, what 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 is what is happened? The events of two thousand sixteen. The, the, we 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 got the David Johnson closure. The mm-hmm. Martintosh family left, but. They've left a legacy. Absolutely, they've left a, they, they, they did tremendous, they tremendous work on the ground. And what I have to say is, the committee that were left, they they had a very difficult job. They they, they couldn't sustain uh, 
they couldn't sustain the wages, but my God, they, they built this club back from scratch to a very good footballing side with Rock when Ronnie came in. There was things the, to the be standards done. The, 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 the standards of the ground, it's continued to, it's been an ongoing programme of improvement. It's, it's been seamless. Mm -hmm. And I think, I, I have to say, uh, I, I think it reflects fantastic credit in, on you guys uh, in the board. There's a small number of you. That's good of you to say. done an incredible job. I, I, that's good of you to say, Donald. And I, it's, this is this is about you. It's not about uh, about us. But what I would want to say, you've mentioned all the community stuff there, the and how they've supported us for the Davy Johnson and closer redoing the stand, doing all refurbishing the uh, the hospitality unit and the new toilets. Of course, the spend yeah, the penny yeah, company. Yeah, that, 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 that raised twelve grand. We are very conscious on the the committee now. And I, I, I don't know if they'll, they'll ever hear this, I hope they do. That the legacies that the previous committee and uh, Peter and young Peter and Michael and Les, they gave us some fantastic times at oh, this football club. Absolutely, absolutely fantastic absolutely. times. And we have a privilege, because we're all locals, of taking that on. And yes, we've, we've built it up with, with Ronnie coming on and doing amazing things. But the reason we were able to do that was because of the community of Nairn stood yeah. by us when we need them. That's why in the past six months, uh, five months, it's been an honour for the, the committee, Donald, Cindy, myself, and the, also the, uh, the team who've come up and helped out, to be able to go out in the community during this time of the pandemic and help with deliveries, help with mm. prescriptions, Walking dogs is the one we always get thrown back. And we do, we walk dogs. If you talk about reconnecting with your community, that was us paying back the debt yeah. that we owe this community. And it's an honour. It absolutely yeah. is. I mean, I, I'm confident, um, uh, you know, and I'm reassured, uh, Ian, that the, the club is going to come through this. You know, I feel reassured the club is going to come through this. Uh, I've no worries about that. And uh, I, 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 I mean, I see the... The young players like Callum Edney and uh, Cohen Ramsey coming through the ranks now, Adam, Adam Porter oh, and Fortnite. Max, Max, of course. Max and Fortnite. You know, you see all these young lads. And, um, uh, God, I missed Mark's opening goal at Bucky too. <laughs> uh, I, I couldn't stand the strain. You've missed a lot of goals. I, 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 I walked out. I walked out. <laughs> Uh, because I couldn't stand the strain at back in oh, the last the one in. goal against the league champions. Well, that's the only uh, time I've danced in the yeah, boardroom. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, um, you, you know, you've seen these young lads come on. Oh, it's great. It was a delight to see Adam Naismith come back, you know, yes. because I think Adam, Adam last season was playing some of the best football of his career. Absolutely. I was so pleased to see Adam come back. And I, I, I must say, I, I will say, one, one game that gave me particular satisfaction was when we gubbed a... Uh, uh, Huntley, uh, when <laughs> Robbie, Robbie D took great delight. I think he scored a hat trick against us, and they were four one up, and we came back and beat them six four. Robbie D, <laughs> such a good That was incredible. And game. you talk about great Nairn players, Robbie Duncanson in recent times yeah. is up with as well. I think his penalty is still going up from that game, but right. indeed, indeed. <laughs> you'll never live that one. Um, but uh, so, so we had some great, uh, you, you know, we had some great times. The clubs moved on. Um, uh, we're in a good place, and as as for the book, you know, you mentioned the the, the history. Yes. yes. I, I'll be honest. I th this I I came up with this idea and discussed it with Graham, 
Um, That's Graham McLeod, Graham McLeod, the director yeah. of football. And I discussed yeah. it with Graham. And um, we knew it was going to be a big task. So what we did was we divvied it up. But for the historical side, I mean, I, it still irks with me a wee bit the centenary of the club being in 1914. <laughs> 1914 was when we joined, when we got admitted to the Highland League That's and didn't sick. kick a ball because of the first World War. That's sick. The club predates that to 1883, something like that. <laughs> but however, be that as it may, um, we were so delighted uh, to get Bill Logan on board. Uh, with his experience at the, the uh, research experience at the museum and in the first few few weeks we met in the museum looking back oh, old didn't files. Know that. Okay. Well, yeah, we, we used to meet every yeah. Sunday yeah. in the museum and then we decided to go for the microfiche at the Nairn Library yes. and we were able to catch up faster. I have to say Graham, Graham I, I, I left the pulling together of the whole thing to Graham mm -hmm. and he did, a, he did an incredible job. Did. There's no uh, doubt about he, it. Yeah. He, 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 uh, checked my copy and cleared my <laughs> made a good job of it by the way Graham. Uh, but, but, but Bill's Bill's research from the 1833 to uh, um, when we kicked off in the night I took over from 1990 through to about the 70s and um, uh, something like that uh, and um, it, it was incredible um, how we worked together as a team um, by the time it went on sale at the Playhouse, we made £5,000, which went, went to the fans. And that just it, shows the love of the club that's in the community, uh, doesn't yeah, it? Well, I, I, I think, that, sorry, we cleared our, cleared our debt on the day the book was published uh, right. at the, the Playhouse, but it went on to make about £5,000. Tell me a bit about my friend Bill Logan, for, for Bill, people who didn't know him. Bill, okay. Bill so, was... Such, such a yeah, you know, I, I knew Bill and his uh, brother Jim because their dad had a shop <laughs> just uh, up the road uh, from us in George Street. Yep. And of course they disappeared from the scene. Bill is a guide dog trainer. Um, Jim went down to um, Central Belt. And um, uh, so I only reconnected with Bill when he started coming back after his career in the guide dogs. He's still, mm -hmm. I think, potted away in Inverness. Um, and then he started coming to games. But I realised, uh, I, I think he came and offered to do uh, this research into these early mm -hmm. years. And at first I was having, having my doubts, do we want to go that far? But when I read his contribution, it just fleshed out. Mm -hmm. it, it, it was an immense contribution, you know. Uh, it adds so much that gave the whole story of how from rugby football, in, which was changing all over the United Kingdom in 18. Uh, 83. Yes. Nairn County did the same. Yeah. Um, and um, that's how the club was effectively formed as a football club. And the, what many people do not know is um, some of these photographs we had to pay yes. to the Press and Journal. Yes, absolutely. Um, and this has never been said before, but Bill Logan paid for these photographs out of his own pocket. Um, Yes, I, I hope if you're listening up there, Bill, you'll forgive me for saying that. <laughs> um, but um, um, that that's the sort of guy he was. He was passionate. He was passionate about the job we were doing with this yeah. book, um, and he put so much into it. And, and of course, so did Graham. And and, and for for all of us, it was just a pleasure uh, catching up with so many of the players and getting their stories. Yeah. And,
And of course, it's been you, such you, a you know, we were able, of course, to cover the difficult years, mm -hmm. the difficult years when we had the um, share issues and the, you know, and I, I was working the Nerns Telegraph at the time and I said, this club is going to go belly up. Yep. Um, and I have to say, Bill Young, I think, and Sheena Baker, you know, they, they got very involved. And lo and behold, we raised £46,000 in shares and so all, okay. saved the club. Um, and um, then uh, things stagnated, I think, you, you know, before... Uh, yes, they were they were ticking over. Yeah, but they, they were ticking over. They weren't um, pushing. But um, the, 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 these were very important times, and, and then of course during during the the, the really difficult time, uh, we have to remember we'll never forget the contribution of Mansell Craig. Oh. You know, uh, Mansell and Innes. And Innes, the game was a pair uh, as well. Yes. Mansell and Innes. I'll, I'll never forget the contribution of Mansell Craig. I, I played for the Nairn County Social Club team as Mansell, he was hard as nails, he broke my leg one time. Um, and, and that, uh, we, we can't have a conversation about Nairn County and Mansell Clave without yeah. mentioning the team of Dundee and Meadowbank. Absolutely, Meadowbank, it, it, it was, um, I can't remember the, the games leading up to us drawing Meadowbank, you know, I can't remember, them. they're all documented, they're all yeah, documented. Yeah, document, yeah. but, but when we drew Meadowbank, Thistle, of course, they were the team that got in when Cali uh, were trying to get into the That's league, it. you know, in Ross That's County, it. but they didn't want a team from the north, so yeah. made it, they gave it to, it was before that known as Ferranti Thistle. That's right, and put it Meadowbank Stadium yeah. down there. Yeah. And we drew up here with them. Uh, and on, the, on a cold night, yeah, it, or a yeah, cold day, yeah, middle, wasn't it? And there was a, a young, dark-haired lad, I forgot his name, a striker, he went on to play for Celtic. He made his Darren Jackson. Darren Jackson, that's right. And and Darren played that night. He did. Off he goes down to uh, um, uh, Broadwood for the. Uh, and if it was cold that night in Nairn, it was absolutely Baltic. It's a Meadowbank Stadium, wasn't it? Yeah. It was yeah. windswept. Yeah. It was everything. It was, <laughs> uh, but I looked and I saw behind me Brian McCandy, who I hadn't seen since I was a boy. You yeah. know. And Brian had come up, I think, from Newcastle or somewhere to be at the game, you know. And people had come in from all over the place. We were all well back in the stand <laughs> because it was blowing a hoolie out there. And, and that, that, that was a Wednesday night, though. Was no, that, was that, uh, I, I, I'm not really sure. sure. I think it was midweek because I, I, I remember being off school. Yeah, it was midweek. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was a Monday. It could have been. It uh, could have been. I, it was a Monday. Um, the state I was in when I got home, I couldn't have told you what <laughs> yeah, I don't think morning. you were alone at that. If you allow me, let me share the story, because it, it kind of ties in to what you said about being at Mill Bank and not getting to go to the Hamilton game. Yeah. Uh, I was at school at that time. I, was at, uh, I can't mind if I was Mill Bank or the Academy. 85 would have been the Academy, first year of the Academy. And uh, Of course, it was midweek down Emberley, so they said, no, you're not going to that, you've got school in the morning. And my father, who you know, known kind yeah, of fanatic, absolutely. Uh, he he didn't go either because he was working in the morning as well. And uh, so we're sitting at half past seven, quarter to eight, eight o'clock, and dad is pacing. <laughs> Dad's pacing the room. So eventually, my mum, May, you know, you know my yeah, May, yeah, May yeah. she goes, "All right," and she got the phone book out, <laughs> and she got directly inquiries, and she got the phone number for Meadowbank Stadium. And she phoned down to Meadowbank at about quarter past eight and said, what's it? This little old lady who did the teas picked up the phone. She goes, oh, I'll go and find the, the score out. You heard her walking out the tunnel and 
to find and then coming back in and we were one and I think we were I think we were two and a half up, were we? We called this poor woman every 15 minutes for the, <laughs> the next, the, all the first half and most of the second. I think we were two really. Yeah, I think we were two and a half up. They came back to two one. Um, so, and as soon as we, we got to school, we would phone around, yeah. you know, old, old dad's mates from the, the football as well. It's. It, it, it was, it was, you know, uh, uh, and then. Of course, we move on then to the Dundee game. Yes. You know, uh, we drew Dundee, and um, the crowd that day was about three thousand six hundred. But frankly, that game should never have been played. Never, never in your champ should it have been played. The pitch was. Um, I, I I remember Mantle was such a enthusiast. Of yeah. course, he 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 was hard as nails. Well, yes. And I no time for once. You know, the bloody pitch. There's nothing wrong with it. Um, we had. Industrial blowers, <laughs> every bloody inch of this pitch was covered with um, canvas and yeah. tarpaulins and industrial blowers trying to get it ready. And on the morning of the match, yeah, there was a bit of give in the ground but underneath. And of course, <laughs> by, by, the, by the afternoon, um, uh, it was in no condition to be. But the game went on because the crowd was in um, um, and... Um, I, I remember Archie Knox uh, because one of his players was seriously injured mm -hmm. uh, and Archie Knox was absolutely the Dundee manager he was absolutely raging they, they, they humped us 7-0 um, and, and Rod Klein you know it brought me back to Rod Klein's words that we should never have played Hamilton we, we should never have played Dundee that day because they had better footwear than yes, it did. Needed, so. You'd never be on these days. I can hear Sean and Derek. We said to them, yeah. <laughs> the game would be on. So the, the, the Johnson book, um, uh, moving on to that, uh, and I'll be brief. Davy actually, he was my boyhood hero, and um, uh, I saw him, as I say, probably when. I was young and I remember when I learned from Charlie McGowan that he had signed for Aberdeen. His story's been told in the book, I'm not going to go into it, but I honestly believe Davy would have um, become an even, I think he would have uh, fulfilled his true potential had his father, Samuel Johnston, who had his father survived the war. Of course, yes. Davy was born in 1942, his father was killed in 1944 and his father when he came up to Fort George, married David's man, and they had David. And what happened was, tragically, he was killed during the war. And Dave, Samuel was a coach at Nairn, and he, he, was, a, he, he was a professional, semi-professional footballer. Yes, I heard he was a good, Dumbar Dumbar he was a good footballer, David's dad. Yeah. So I honestly believe, my honest belief is, had Samuel lived, survived the war, I'm quite sure he would have mentored David. Uh, been there to mentor Davy, and to, as it as it was, Dave was uh, brought up, you know, by his war widowed mother. Mm -hmm. He was he, he, he was the most delightful guy. He was uh, he worked in the laundry, of course. Yes. Um, and um, I'm told he was quite he, he was very good academically as well. Mm -hmm. But he excelled at sport. At, uh, and, and I remember down at the riverside playing cricket with him, you know, he, was, oh, he, he know, used to take his own yeah. stumps and cricket ball <laughs> and um, he would launch the cricket ball and uh, you could hit, you could use the bat too, you know. 
he but, wasn't he wasn't a big no, man, Davy, no, but he was solid, no, wasn't he? No, and the, the interesting thing, you, you see, he signed, he he made his debut from there, and I think it's seventeen goals in, in the in the can, uh, only about sixteen years of age when Tommy Walker, the Hearts manager, uh, got him to go to Hearts, and Davy shared with Jim Cruikshank, the room shared with Jim Cruikshank. Okay. But I've heard since that Davy was getting phone calls from his mum who's upset, missing him and whatnot. And this of course in a young young lad yes. who was his mum's only child, it is bound to be upsetting. Yes, unsettled. So he was released and back to Nairn for a small fee with a codicil. I, I didn't realise we paid a fee. Eh? I didn't realise no paid a fee. Yes, I believe there was a fee, a oh, small fee okay. paid. Yeah. Uh, but I think there was a codicil that he would never allow be allowed to sign for another uh, Scottish League club. Really? That, okay. that, that was legally written into the wow. contract. So Davy came back, of course, and you just look at his score, scoring record, um, and it's there for all to see. Um, um, it, it gradually built up as he got older, and um, I wrote the book always under the impression that he was the league's Highland yes. record goal scorer. Yep. But I had a very good um, uh, researcher, Ian Davidson, uh, who is yes. an uncle of um, Scotty, <laughs> who is an uncle of Scotty Davidson. You see? Uh, you so see? Ian, Ian had all the Cali research for yeah. me. But I, he, he did all the Cali research for me, which appeared in the Johnson book. Yes. But just before I went to publication, he says, Donald, I've got something to tell you. Oh, and I says, what? He says, Davy doesn't hold the league record. I says, you are kidding. How did that make you feel as a county fan? Never mind um, as a, a journalist. Well, I, I, I had to look at it professionally <laughs> and I wasn't going to get the book published and tell a lie. Yeah. So I had to phone up my publisher, uh, Desert Island Books, and say, whoa, yeah. we've got to rejig this. And it, actually, it wasn't too difficult. I just rejigged the foreword and the introduction. But they, um, uh, Ian, he's an incredible statistician, and he gave me every goal that Jupy Mitchell scored in 55-56 for Inverness Thistle. There's one game, he scored goals in the morning against Lossie and against Fraserburgh in the afternoon <laughs> because they had to play two games to finish their season. Right. But for the record, Davies, 73 goals. Drippy was 77 in 45 games. Davy was 73 in 46 games. And it included 50 league goals, 23 cup goals, 10 penalties, 18 doubles, 3 hat tricks, 4 goals in 3 matches, and 5 goals in a league game against Blue Rangers. And it was an absolute, it was an absolute pleasure uh, when I... Uh, Davy uh, later joins the name as manager of course and known as a personal friend yeah. and he won two league championships I want to ask you about Davy as a player because we can see his record and you know I, I love a start as much as anybody else what was he like as a player I know he put the ball on the net yeah. As a, as, yeah. but if he was to remind you of a player today who would that be who would I, I, I'm not I, I'm not going to uh, uh, even attempt that someone far better qualified than me did so and it was uh, Eddie Turnbull 
who was one of the famous five, and it was Eddie Turnbull that went to Tommy Walker uh-huh. and said, Tommy, you've got to release Davy from this clause. We want him at Aberdeen. Yeah. He can't be wasted in the Highland League. And Davy, I think he was still reluctant, but Chicky had just left to go to uh-huh. to, to Inverness Cali, okay. you know? And I think maybe that was perhaps an influencing factor. Mm-hmm. So Davy goes off to Aberdeen. He had two and a half seasons there, 99 games, 37 goals. But in truth, I don't think it's a relationship with um, uh, um, uh, Eddie Turnbull was that big. Eddie Turnbull was a hard taskmaster. Mm-hmm. And someone said to me that D- Davy needed the sort of kid gloves of, of approach of a Arsene Wenger, yeah. you know, a, oh, yeah. a, a fatherly figure, you know. But um, uh, as a player, I, I, I come back to your point about how I would describe him. You look at him in stature, mm-hmm. short, uh, hair receding, uh, thighs like tree trunks, yeah. uh, very powerful guy, fast off the mark, could head the ball, incredible vision. And there's no player, no player in Nairn County in the Highland League that I have ever seen has matched these qualities. And so many players have told me that, you yeah. know. And um, no one uh, could touch him. But I come back to the point that it was in a conversation with Eddie Turnbull, I asked him about Davy Johnson. And he, his words to me, and it's in the book, uh, he said, had I got Davy Johnson when he was 16 years of age, mm. he would have been as good as Bobby Charlton. There you go. And he said, and you look at the stature of Johnson and Bobby Charlton, they were both similar in stature. Mm-hmm. Not tall, stocky, well built, both good yes, layer. Yeah. He says, and I was able to, I had this conversation with um, um, Eddie, fortunately, when he was lucid, because I, th- I think, sadly, I think when nearer the time of publication I had another, another conversation with him mm-hmm. and I think and sadly Alzheimer's taken out uh, yeah. taken over yeah. um, so but I was able I said can I use this quote so, you know I did ask uh, he says absolutely mm-hmm. he said my intention with Davy was to do what Manchester United Matt Busby did with uh, uh, Bobby Charlton and to pull him into a deeper role where he could orchestrate the team <laughs> because he could <laughs> He could pick out a pass, and one of the classics that I remember here was sitting in behind myself here in that, in yeah. that press bench. Yes. The, the season we won the league, Michael Dowry was standing right there in front of the entrance to the tunnel. Yeah. Davy was over at the other touchline, and he saw Michael Dowry out, Daddy Michael Dowry out on the left. Yeah. And he put. No one, no one would have the audacity to try this yeah. at Johnson because he could strike the ball so beautifully. Yeah. And I remember watching this ball come across the pitch like a cruise missile. <laughs> it, it, was, it was. It was just a foot off the ground. It never came yeah. more than a foot off the ground. So all Daddy had to do was put his foot up, yeah. trap it then stay, yeah. and away he goes and he was through. <laughs> what does Daddy do? He lifts his boot a wee bit too high, catches his stance, and uh, you could have dug a hole in the ground. <laughs> and uh, I remember bringing that story up with yeah. Daddy, with Daddy at a reunion. Yeah. You know, and he, he says, "Donald," he says, "I remember it was like yesterday." Fantastic fun. But uh, and then the other thing, the other thing, I will close by yes. saying, never forget Dodo Graham for his 
enthusiasm, the help he gave me, support he gave me, yeah. um, and Stephen Bain uh, in that in that uh, fundraising campaign. Uh, and and Dodo's 2014 centenary thing was inspirational. It was, it was a wonderful night, and uh, I mean I'll never forget uh, Ronnie Mayer, who was in the '63 yes. uh, league winning team. He was taken in by his wife in his wife's, wife's arm, and she introduced me to him. And I says, Ronnie, I remember you as a player. Uh -huh. And across the road, across the table, uh -huh. uh, sorry, at the other side of Legion Hall was Andy Cavenet, uh -huh. and Andy. I don't know if Kenny McKenzie was there. I don't think Kenny was. I don't think he I made don't it. think Kenny was, no. But Andy was there and I have a feeling Alec Young. Yes, anyway, yeah. I said, boys, I'm going to ask you uh, to come over with me. There's someone who you, I'd like you to meet. And they said, who is it, Donald? Because we're in the conversation. I said, Ronnie Mayer. And they said, you are joking. Uh -huh. So they came over and poor Ronnie wasn't able to. Yes. Yeah, but he so. knew them and he... And the, and, you, you, you know, that moment, that moment just epitomised everything about the bond that existed uh, between these players. And it's it beautiful. Donald, and I think that's, that's as good a place as any to, to end, because I think when we look at what we've discussed over this past hour, the running theme through it, it's not just been kicking a ball in the park or the, or the players... It's been the times that the, the, the club has given to the community and the yeah. community has given back all the way yeah. through history. There's yeah. been people that have stood up like yourself, like Dodo, the Macintoshes. All the way back there's been people that's, that's willing to go to the next mile and I don't think that will ever change. No. So uh, mate, I want, to, I want to thank you for what you've done to, for the club over these past few years. It's well, been quite remarkable. I'll be quite honest. I, 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 don't, I, I don't think my contribution was... Exactly. I maybe came up with the idea and it worked. It worked because uh, because the community still love this club and I think they'll always continue to love this club and I wish you and the board the very best of the future. And I hope the players, I, I'm, I'm sure the young players that we've got here and seeing the new lads like Scotty Davis and Gordy McNabb, we've got something special here. We've got something special and uh, I hope we continue to make the progress that we're making now and the best of luck. Donald, thank you. Thanks for joining us on this latest episode of the Known County Podcast. It's been brought to you in association with our two digital partners, Zion Energy and Top Car. We'll be back very soon to talk all things Known County and we look forward to joining you then.